Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 39, and joining me on today's show is Ian from Dad's Delicious Dinners. Dad's Delicious Dinners was born out of Ian wanting to feed his kids a more healthier, balanced diet and then sharing his work with other dads who were also wanting to do the same. His kids then took it one step further and challenged Ian to make recipes for under a fiver. Hi Ian, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, know yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thanks Ian. We are in very strange times, as we've just been talking about before we started recording. Um, so how, how are things for you? How are you coping with it? We're, we're finding it okay at the moment. It's all about finding the right routine, me finding time to help the kids with their schoolwork. Um, but also remain a family unit and keep together on that. Yeah, I think that's very important. And I think um, whilst we are, you know, in these crazy times, I think there's going to be a lot of good that will come out of this. And I think, you know, it's a bit of a cliche in terms of reconnecting with everybody and all the rest of it. But I think people have recognised and realised that, you know, the basic things that we take for granted in life. And and I think people are, I'm finding people are being way more pleasant. We've just been out on our daily walk that we have when the kids have a break from their schoolwork. And people, you know, obviously distance, but people are saying hello, you know, strangers are saying hello. People are asking how you are. And I, and I you know, that's not a bad thing, really. You know, life has obviously been paused, I think, as is the analogy that I use. Um, and people are reflecting and, and and becoming nicer, I think. 100%. We're noticing it. Just in, in, in and around the local community, you see people up, up on the hills when we're walking. You get a nice, friendly smile and a hello. And yeah. people are paying more attention to each other. Yeah, definitely. So so it's definitely a good thing. So, Ian, for, for those people that haven't come across you and uh, Dad's Delicious Dinners, can you give us a bit of background on you and how you came to kind of create the the delicious dinners website? Yeah, of course. Well, I'm 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 Ian. I'm a um, single dad. Uh, we a few years back we found ourselves getting in a bit of a food rut. Um, I noticed the kids were getting bored with the same meals day in day out. So we sort of sat down and I promised them that I'd do a, one meal a week that was completely brand new. I'd never made it before. Um, and we'd sort of try that and it really really worked my my daughter then decided to up the game a little bit and she said you're you're always moaning that you're skin so why don't you do it for a five pound budget for the four of us and that's where it started right that's a that that is a great um idea for your daughter to come up with that to give you a bit of a challenge i'm sure that was uh that was quite uh quite interesting at the time so how did you how did you kind of approach that then? Because, you know, a lot of parents would have gone, no, I can't do that, you know, just, but you obviously rose to the challenge. So how did, how did that work out? It, it, it took a lot of thinking about, a lot of working out in the supermarket, 
but um, you can always find supermarkets have a yellow sticker section where the food's going to go out of date. So I was utilising that, utilising the freezer, and just trying to think around the box a little bit. I was checking out proper chefs' recipes and adapting like posh hams down to cooking bacon. And we sort of went from there, and it, it was actually good fun, to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine it was, right? So it's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge, and I think food is one which is always, you know, particularly on a family budget and in families, it can be a little bit of a contentious issue. You know, when, when families are stretched, and, and obviously now in the time that we're in, you know, COVID-19 is it's more relevant than ever, I would say. And, you know, we, we have the luxury that we don't normally have of time. So people are able to get a little bit creative, but you've obviously taken it that step further in because, you know, you, you, you've got creative and you've taken on the challenge from your daughter, but then you've actually then gone and taken it online because obviously I guess you realise that there'd be other people out there that, that need that help. Exactly that. I was, I, I recorded it for myself just to have future recipes. Um, right. I was chatting with some friends and some other parents at the school and it suddenly dawned on me that some parents would need this. Some parents would utilise it and it might help them sort of jazz up their meal times a little bit and and mix it up a bit. So uh, a bit yeah. of gentle persuasion from some other friends and I decided to start the blog. Awesome. Okay. So what was your what was your plan for the blog then? Was it just to you know, get up what you've learned and put the recipes up online and just share it with people? Or did you have any kind of long-term view or vision for it? I didn't have any vision for it. I decided just to keep it very basic, put the recipes online and go from there. Over the next 18 months, it kind of evolved and I started writing about my own feelings as a parent, some things that we do as a family um, I've also included a bit about parents and mental health, um, really just bearing my soul online. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's great, Ian, because I think, um, you know, there's this whole, or there was, and I think there's starting to be a shift now, but there's this whole kind of macho thing around dads and perhaps, you know, cooking and perhaps, you know, bearing their soul from a from a mental health perspective. And again, you know, it's very topical right now, mental health and, and people's mental health when we're in these times of, you know, restriction and how people deal with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think, it, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great resource, but it, but in this, this period of, of lockdown in, you know, obviously it, it's, it's even more essential for us to, to pay attention to our diet now to make sure that, you know, our immune system is, is supported. So, you know, what kind of things have you been doing during this period with, you, with your dinners? Have you had to change anything, you know, because of ingredients availability? So what type of things are you doing now during this lockdown period? At the moment, we're all having to adjust. And I think it's very difficult to find that, that, that adjustment and get it right. It's so important mm -hmm. that the kids eat well and properly, but we are limited. So I'm quite often going through the fridge going through the store cupboards finding what I've got and adapting mm -hmm. from that um but it's also the, the, I'm finding the dinner side of it fairly easy and you will see on the blog over the coming weeks that um recipes are easy to make from the fridge but it's the snack right. time we've struggled with kids I try to keep them healthy um I'm trying to get them out of the it's the summer holiday mentality let's just raid the crisp cupboard so we're having <laughs> yeah. to 
adjust. So myself and my daughter made some hummus last week. Um, We're going to be doing some roasted chickpeas in chili this week and just trying to make the snack time more enjoyable and more healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, chickpeas are a fantastic nutrient dense food, aren't they? And they're quite a versatile food. You know, you just described two things there, which but you, you can, can also do. chuck them in stews. You can chuck them in soups and there's loads you can do with them. And they tend to be available at supermarket because a lot of people don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And, you know, they're tinned base as well, aren't they? Majority of them. So yep. you can keep for a long period of time now that sounds really interesting i think to pick up on what you said there around snacking i know myself with with my children um yeah snacking is always a challenging one because it tends to be either you know the kit kats or the crisps you know i mean i eat a lot of mixed nuts so one of my kids is, is, has got into that so that's great um you know they're quite calorie dense um and they you know they have some good fats in them um, but yeah, snacking is, and, and particularly in, in kids' um, lunch boxes, how do you kind of manage that with, around snacking? Because I know schools are very um, particular around kids not having chocolate and all the rest of it. So how do you deal with, with that scenario in terms of kids' lunch boxes? I've always been quite lucky. My kids love fruit and veg. Um, my, right. my middle lad, if there's broccoli in the fridge, he will just take it out and eat it. So I am quite lucky. Um, with my daughter, my two boys, when they were at school, had school meals, um, which we can monitor online anyway. But my daughter was quite right. happy to take hummus to school, breadsticks, carrot sticks. She's not a huge sandwich fan. So we've always had to adapt yeah. anyway. Um, so, yeah, I haven't particularly struggled. But I think as a rule, all families, we can encourage our kids to eat fruit. Fruit is so good for you mm. and it's readily available even from local shops. Um, yeah. And we get through tons of kiwis, apples, oranges, and that's it's important to keep them going on that. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, as you've already outlined, you know, the, the fruit side of things is is um, very important for kids to have, you know, part of their five a day. Um, <clears throat> but, it, but also, you know, it, it's all I find a lot of parents that I talk to, you know, they struggle to get their kids to have fruit but I think you you know not all kids are going to like all fruits right so it's about at least getting them to eat something I think apples tend to be you know quite a staple fruit that the kids can eat you know I like satsumas as well because obviously we've got some vitamin c in there um and blueberries um I have them personally so the kids kind of munch on them as well um, but they're not always so readily available, particularly in, in, in some smaller shops. Bananas, perfect, aren't they, in terms yeah. of, um, you know, sugar and potassium and things like that. It's, it's good to have that for, for a bit of an energy boost. So in terms in terms of things like apples, and it, if, you, if you cut them up, the, the younger kids enjoy them more anyway. It's not so daunting yeah. as an apple. And, like, you could... You, I got my daughter making a fruit salad. Um, so we just cut right. up bananas, satsumas, apples. And because she did it herself, she loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point as well. Getting them involved. When they're more involved, I found they're more inclined to want to eat what they created. Because it's, it's a creative experience, isn't it? And kids like being creative. They like being involved. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah i think that's that is a great tip actually getting them involved and that my two have just started to make banana splits they like they quite like them and you know what a banana split with some cream and stuff is probably not the most healthiest thing but you know if they're happy to get involved and you know make it uh, themselves and then and then um you know come up with the idea in the first place i'm all for that you know in moderation it's as long as they're eating healthy in general the odd cheat day if you like isn't gonna do much harm no no yeah i'd, I'd agree with that i think um so in terms of the balancing of the diet then um ian like macros and micronutrients and vitamins and stuff like is that something that you you know you actively drill into or or is it a case of like you've just said just having variety do you just approach it from that standpoint it's a little bit of both it's very difficult because to get the right nutrients and vitamins it's very scientific and we're all different every kid's different every adult's different i really concentrate on trying to get making sure they have their five a day making sure what they are eating is healthy um yeah. or as healthy as i can get it and especially at the moment kids are going to crave a bit of junk food every now and again but don't yeah. use processed ones make your own chicken nuggets make your own yeah. all the chicken nuggets there's loads we do homemade burgers and they actually make their own homemade pizzas and last time we did that mm-hmm. my, my eldest chucked a load of spinach on it yeah. and because he did it he ate a lot yeah, but but I think that there's something a little bit deeper in that, and I think that's a very clever thing to do because the challenge that you have with all the shop bought variants of what you've just suggested is that they have to put a lot of um, you know um, preservatives in there to keep the shelf life. Yeah. Um, and the thing with it is, is it's actually the, the 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 meal itself is not the problem; it's the way that it's produced. So you know, you've just highlighted their chicken nuggets. There's nothing wrong with having chicken nuggets, you know, if you're making them at home because you know exactly what ingredients are going in there and then you don't get the downsides of all of these preservatives that need to go into the foods in order to to get their shelf life. So I think, yeah, I think I think that's very clever. And I, I think that the homemade pizza scenario as well um, is a great way for all of the family to get involved, get a bit messy, isn't it? And then, and then they cook it up. It doesn't... The, the thing with a pizza is it doesn't take too long to create. So you can hold the kids' attention. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that, like you say, they're more inclined to devour it because it's something that they produce themselves. But also it gives, like you said, it gives you something to do as a family. And when you're making a pizza dough, everyone's got flour on their hands. And yeah. an impromptu flour fight where you <laughs> clap your hands above someone's head, it's amazing. Yeah. And at the yeah. moment, laughter is going to be the key to everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic point. You know, we we all get carried away with, you know, making sure the house is clean and tidy and we don't perhaps have the time to clean up after ourselves because of a mess. But like exactly like you say right now on a of a night time, we're not going to be going anywhere now, are we? So what is the harm in, in getting a bit bit dirty? And like you say, laughter is very, very key um, for our mental health. Um and just bonding as a family as well, right? You have a laugh together rather than being strict or being told what to do. You know, laughter is is a fantastic way. It is. And it's also it's, it's leading on to other things. We um, recently, um, my middle boy loves cooking. So I right. gave him a challenge where I gave him five or six ingredients and he came up with dinner. 
And it was amazing. And he did it all on his own. And the others now want to do that. And I think this is the opportunity for us all to, we've got the time on our hands at the moment. Let's spend that wisely and maybe teach the kids a little life skill of cooking um, and let them explore stuff. Sometimes it won't work. Sometimes it will work. Yeah, that's that. That's great advice. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? We all get too caught up into having everything being perfect or everything being amazingly um, produced and curated and all the rest of it. Yeah, what does it matter if you, if they create something can and it's not that nice? They then know what goes together to make it not nice, right? And then, like you say, you know, the creativity element, and and it's a life skill. And I think. You know, there there seems I don't know what it's like in your schools, Ian, but but from my kids' schools, they seem to have lost this whole kind of, um, you know, education around cooking and nutrition and stuff like that. It doesn't seem to be that widely available in schools anymore, and it's a really important life skill. And I think, you know, that might be one of the reasons why we have such an obesity crisis in the country because, yeah, people don't really understand the basics of nutrition and what it takes to create a very simple meal. And therefore, they just the default is either to get something out of a packet or get something out of a takeaway. It's almost that convenience level that the nation's in where we all want it now. We're not prepared to make it ourselves. Yeah. I think with the schools, I know my eldest, he's doing his GCSEs and um, he chose PE and they do tr- teach you about uh, nutrition and the food you should be eating. But up until that level, he only had very basic food tech where they would make an apple crumble one week and then they would make a flapjack the next week. And I think you're right. It, if we could go back and get even the primary schools doing more cooking and more teaching on that, we wouldn't have such mm. a problem. No, definitely. I think, well, Jamie Oliver tried it, didn't he, back a few years ago now. Um, and it, he tried to kind of obviously reset the, the school dinners. But I, I, I actually think that, you know, this is why your site's so valuable, because it needs to go deeper than that. And it does need to go to the parents, because, you know, I, I get and understand and respect that parents have a lot on their plates already. But these basic fundamentals of understanding nutrition, of cooking yourself, doing basic, you know, meals, making something up for yourself is a really, really important um, life skill because our nutrition affects what goes on in our bodies. You know, there's a big this the big talk around gut health and things like that and a, a gut microbiome. And it is so true. You know, if you are putting inflammatory foods into your stomach, that goes to affect your mental capacity. It goes to affect the inflammation in your body and all the rest of it. So it is, you know, it's not to be um, kind of brushed off or thought about lightly. It is, it is very important. So in with, with some households, you know, there's, there's a lot of families who have like multiple meals because one member of the family doesn't like this. The other one doesn't like that. How does that work in your family? It would, would appear that that's slightly different. Um, it is to a degree, although my daughter last summer decided to become pescatarian, um, right. which has thrown a, a, a swerve ball, if you like. But basically, we've adapted. Yeah. Now, I'm lucky my boys will eat fish. So we have a lot more fish to our diet, but they also want their meat sometimes. So I've I've sort of started doing recipes where the base of it can be the same, but I can maybe add some prawns for my daughter and some pork for my children, my boys afterwards. And yeah. it's all about adaption. And yes, it might create one extra saucepan I've got to wash up. 
but it's important mm. that they a we eat together and b i don't want to be cooking hundreds of meals every night um and there's plenty of meals that you can do that with um yeah and it's just it we've adapted we've learned to do that and i appreciate that i am fortunate my kids will eat most things however yeah families as a, as a whole can work out what their children eat like most kids don't like mushrooms so let's skip mm. the mushrooms out of diet and replace it with something else rather than yeah. try to force them to eat it because we all know as soon as they become adults they realize that actually mushrooms are all right but yeah we don't like them so you adapt and you change don't follow recipes from a book strictly most of them are so flexible um yeah if you get the core bits right the rest of it can come yeah, definitely. But I think that what you said there about being adaptable, you know, this is something that I'm a huge advocate about with with dad's, you know, fitness and nutrition. You know, don't kind of throw your hands in the air because one kid wants one thing and one wants the other. Have a look at the recipe you're going to create and then have a look at how you can adapt it. I mean, you've, you've got a perfect example there of, of still doing the same meal, but you're just changing the base. You know, you're changing the, the, the meat for the for the fish or the fish for the meat you know so yeah i think adaptability um is is really really key so some people believe that you know in order to eat, eat healthy or have a healthy diet you know there's this huge thing around it it costing a lot of money you've demonstrated that that's not the case so what kind of you know you you've alluded to some already at the beginning of the interview what kind of tips can you recommend or what you found for for people that listening that are listening that are, that need to watch their budgets but they want to eat a nutrient dense diet they want to change their diets um it's it's all about being sensible when you're shopping um up until very recently we rely quite heavily on the the yellow sticker section because that's where you get reduced meats reduced fish and you can yeah. put it in your freezer at the moment that's not around so i'm yeah. literally meal planning for the week going out getting the meat i need either putting it in the fridge or keeping it in the fridge but i'm also mixing it up a bit if you look in uh, if you like fish go get some frozen fish it's just the same as normal fish it's just it's been frozen at source so it's not been mm -hmm. altered at all and frozen fish yeah. tends to be quite cheap but you can also yeah. if you notice i bought two heads of broccoli in my last shopping I used one for a roast mm -hmm. dinner. Then the other one, I blanched it in boiling water for a few minutes, uh, froze it on a plate, and then once it had frozen, I put them into a freezer bag. And now that's perfect for next week's roast dinner. So it's yeah. just about finding the stuff you like, buy it, and keep it keep it fresh. Either freeze it or use it. But also with the fresh ingredients at the moment, none of us want to go to the supermarket that much. Utilize your yeah. local shops. They've all got apples. They've all got veg. You can buy that relatively cheaply and adapt your, adapt your routine to fit what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I, I think that's very sound advice, to be honest. So is it you, you mentioned there, Ian, about doing the meal planning for the week. That's something that I do. That's something that I advocate everybody does because it just takes the hassle out of it. So do you, when you're planning for your weekly meals, do you do you do this similar things on a week by week and then just maybe change one or two recipes how do you plan out uh, your meals um it this has actually changed quite recently for me um because of my blog i've tended to plan day to day with what's in the yellow sticker section um so that i can get my recipes up up online now what i'm doing is relying on knowledge that i've learned because i'm not a chef i've i'm self-taught at this and i'm now 
try and buy weekly at a time. So I'll look at it. I'll buy, if, if I can get a chicken, that'll do a roast dinner for me and the boys. And I'll do something else for my daughter. But it would also do something I can do on the next day, whether it be a homemade pie, whether it be a risotto, um, a stir fry. There's so much you can do with the leftover chicken. So it's about mm. planning in advance. So if, for example, the supermarket's got pork at the moment, but you can't get beef or lamb, get the pork. Think about recipes you can do with that, whether it's a pork fillet, you can cut it up, you can stir fry it, you can, you, you, you can almost, it's endless what you can do. And there's tons of recipes on my website for this situation, really. And I think, don't, not only wanting to plug my own website, there's other, go to Jamie Oliver's, there's a ton of five ingredient meals. So just think yeah. about what you want to eat for the week. And yes, you might want to change one night, but that's easy, just mix it up a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I have this 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 concept of what I call the capsule cupboard, um, and what that is essentially is that we have you know five to six uh, meals that we have every single week, and we do that the same every single week. And what that means is that I can keep you know in the house. We've got all of the. We know that we've always got the ingredients we need in order to make those meals. And it's and it makes it very very simple from a shopping perspective because you know what you're going to buy each week. But when when stuff gets a little bit boring, which it obviously does if you have the same thing every now and then, is that you you know you switch one out, you switch one food out um, for another food, and that means you don't have to redo your whole menu, you don't have to rebuy everything or, or different stuff. You can quite easily swap it out. And I'm constantly asking the kids, you know. Are they still all right with the, the, the meals that we're having or are they getting a bit bored? And the minute they say they're getting a bit bored, we, we just switch it out uh, and change it up. I think that's right. And I think it's the time to get creative. Like I said earlier, we've all got that bit more time in our hands. And just think about meals that you've not cooked before. Or if the veg is looking like it's not going to last much longer, boil it all up and turn it into a really thick, hearty soup. Um, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. A homemade vegetable soup. The kids adore it. You can add paprika if you want. You can add any, any Italian spices that are in the cupboard. And they can eat that at lunchtime. You know it will fill them up all day. Yeah, that, that's that's fantastic advice because I think, you know, it's it's common knowledge, isn't it, that as a nation we waste way too much food. Um, and with the restrictions that are imposed upon us right now where we just can't pop out to the shops, now is the time to actually, like you say, look in the fridge, what have you got that you can cook and you can make something out of that's quite nice, which means that it's not going to go in the bin. You know, it's criminal, the amount of stuff that we do for our way as a nation. Um, and that's, you know, that's very sound advice that that we should all consider about doing is, is cooking something from essentially nothing. So, so, so um, little things like a roast chicken. Once you finish with the roast chicken, you can boil those bones up and turn it into a chicken stock that you can stick in the freezer mm. that chicken stock can be added to risotto it could be added to pies it could be made in gravy you can do all manner with that and it's in your freezer and it's cost you nothing yeah and one thing that i will say about that is that that is essentially when you do that process it's essentially bone broth and you get a lot of very very good collagen protein from animal bones that, that have been boiled up and that is that is essential for the connective tissue in our bodies so that's you know get creating something from essentially what we would consider to be waste um 
people really need to understand how valuable that that is you know in terms of the nutrients that we can can add to our diet so yeah that's a that's a great bit of advice yeah so Ian, we, we've we've obviously talked about you know how you've got your kids involved um in preparing and eating healthy meals what would you say was the catalyst for them becoming involved because you know some people might listen to this might be thinking that you know that we're pushy parents we're we're you know we're making sure they're getting in the kitchen they're doing the meals but it, it's definitely not like that from what you know the couple of times that you and I have spoken um you know but you've managed to get your kids involved so how, how do you think you've managed to do that what do you think this is the catalyst I've never once asked them to help me um and to start with none of them did but slowly as my blog developed and I became more creative myself they actually wanted to but it's little yeah. things. it's like um teaching them how to to use a knife and cut up meat and vegetables and do it safely um but I find it's more the actual getting involved the um tasting things and asking their opinion on what it tastes like and do they think it needs more pepper do they think it needs more paprika um but also it's it's the small things like we we, we went over earlier with the flower fights when you're making pizza um we made some ravioli from homemade pasta not so long ago and my daughter came in and she wanted to help which was great and to just to jazz it up a bit we've got an olaf cookie cutter so we made ravioli that was olaf shaped and she thought it was amazing yeah there's so many things you can do but you've got to it's almost go down to what they want don't don't push them into it let them come to you and they will want to get involved more yeah, I agree, Mark. I think, um, you know, kids are naturally inquisitive. And um, when you just do what you do, you know, you are this classic role model. And if it's stuff, you know, that, they, that they're interested in, it's a little bit creative, they naturally want to get involved. And, you know, I found this with fitness uh, and my two boys, you know, I, I, I do push them a little bit now because, you know, the eldest one's getting towards that 13 years old and he's, he's becoming a little bit um not not wanting to be so active but in their younger years you know because dad was doing running swimming and cycling they wanted to get involved you know they wanted to come train so it is just leading by example i feel is is the is the best way to get involved and like you said you know cooking as a process is very creative anyway and 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 kids love it when you get them involved as opposed to telling all oh, no that you know you can't use a knife that's too dangerous or you can't do that that's going to be messy like you say you know just relax a little bit and, and allow them to get involved and give them that that really um needed life skill it is and let them have a little bit of freedom as well um they can learn so much by watching us but you can only, you really need to do it themselves um like knives yeah. knives like stirring hot pots um and as long as you're monitoring them and you're keeping an eye let them be as involved as they want to be yeah yeah definitely mate i think that's um yeah i think that's that's a great point so we've obviously talked about fitness in the past you and i in um yeah obviously now fitness is is i think you know the, on, the the fitness world has gone online crazy every every uh man and his gym are doing online fitness sessions um, but obviously, you know, we, we can't necessarily keep to our our uh, traditional fitness routine. So what are you managing to do during this lockdown period? Because you, you told me that you'd signed up for a triathlon. So 
what what's happening obviously that's not taking place but what are you doing during this period well yeah no the triathlon isn't taking place um i was also signed up for a 10k that's been cancelled um training again it, it, i've adapted training it, it, i do it when i can we've had to adapt if i need want to go for a run um sometimes the kids will cycle next door to me they always did this anyway but we utilize it yeah. as part of our going out for the day uh, for an hour a day um yeah so we do that. I've also, we we go for walks. We walk four miles and we can do that in just about an hour. So I'm still keeping my a level of fitness, but I have had to adapt it. And I've started, um, I've seen a couple of your YouTube videos that I use, um, go out in my garden and I've cleared my lounge a little bit so I can do some stuff. And moving on, I'm looking to keep it going like that. It's great for the kids because yeah. I still being active and the for example with a 10k i was supposed to do at the end of this month um the the guys that i was going to do it with we've all decided we're still going to do our 10k on the day we're going to do it separately and we're going to share our stravas um so we can still do it and i'm almost looking at it as a chance to get a pb as well because in a normal race you never get a pb there's too many people this could be a chance to actually train to get my best 10k i've done and at my age i'll be quite chuffed if i can manage that yeah i think i think that is a fantastic way to reframe it um you know it's it yeah it's important and it this comes back to what you said earlier on ian about being adaptable isn't it it's not as it's not a case of just throwing your hands in the air saying well i can't do that now then it's a case of saying well what can i do uh how can i keep going or how can i adapt and, and, you know, how can I learn something different, really? Um, you know, because there's so many different elements of fitness uh, that you can do from endurance to aerobic, and, um, you know, to stretching, functional mobility. There's so much that we can do. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's that's a great approach. But, but so, again, with the family, we can make the, the stuff we're doing indoors or in the garden. We can do it together. It, it, it's actually yeah. hilarious when there's four of us all trying to do star jumps and just bumping into each other um and it makes yeah. it interesting and it keeps us going i think the key thing for me is yes we're in a lockdown situation however that doesn't mean i have to sit on the sofa eating drinking and watching netflix yeah yeah definitely yeah i think i think it, i think now is the time to really try and understand how you can do things differently isn't it because then when we return to whatever will be normal, well, I don't think we'll, we'll know that for a long time, um, you can then take what you've learned and you can adapt that. And, and I, like I said at the beginning, I truly believe that, that the people that do that will come out of this in, in a much better way. You know, they will have developed as, as people, as families. Um, and, and I truly believe that health and fitness will become, you know, a lot more prevalent in people's lives. Definitely, yeah. It's it's. I think now's the time as well to to do that as a family, and we can move forward as a family. And this lockdown will end at some point, but there will be yeah. key values, and maybe dads and their kids can go out for a run every Sunday together, and it yeah. will, that can continue whenever we're allowed to do that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So before we finish, then Ian, to sum up, uh, what five key actions can listeners? take to help them create some delicious dinners for the entire family okay well firstly i think we've said this quite a lot but be creative um look yeah. at your cupboards look what you've got in there think a little bit further than you would normally think of risottos think of homemade pies what you can add to them 
don't necessarily follow strict recipes. If you if you want the base of a chicken pie, but you haven't got everything else, adapt to it. Chuck some potatoes in there. Chuck some carrots in there instead. Um, also, there's so many other ways we can cook, and this is the time to learn to use those. Like like for example, a slow cooker. Um, you, you and the kids could chuck loads of ingredients in it in the morning, get on with the day, and it's ready at the end of and when it's dinner time, it's ready and learn new skills. Um, the yeah. third one, I would say, look at again, it's another way of cooking, but try and make it simple because that will make your life easier. But it will also want the kids to get involved. And there's a few on my website, but one tray bakes, if you like, where you can maybe chuck some drumsticks in oh. there, chuck some veg like peppers or onions, potatoes, courgettes, and put some herbs over it and chuck it in the oven. Half an hour later, 45 yeah. minutes later, you've got a really healthy, simple meal. Um, yeah. Again, kids are going to want junk food occasionally, so let them have it. But make homemade burgers. You know what goes into that. You can you can make yeah. it with pork mince. You can make it with beef mince, homemade pizzas, homemade fish fingers. If you've got frozen white fish in the, in the freezer, get some out. Cut them into fish finger shapes. Bread, put breadcrumbs on them. And if you don't even have to deep fry them, if you... If, for example, when you're making your breadcrumbs, add a little bit of oil when you're blitzing it up. You can have them bake them. And yes, they're not brilliantly healthy, but they're healthier. Um, yes. Finally, I think yeah. things like vegetables that look like they're going to go out of date, blanch them, freeze them, and you can use them in a week's time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's so simple, isn't it? And, you know, so the stuff that you've mentioned there. But it is really so effective. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend people listening, you know, try and implement at least two or three of those um, into into their, their meal times or meal prep or, or planning. So, Ian, before we wrap it up, um, what didn't I ask you that you feel that I should have asked you which would benefit the listeners? Um, I think, to be honest, we covered quite a lot of what I've made notes of about this. And I think the best thing to do, obviously stay safe and adapt, adapt to the situation we're yeah. in, whether that's on a fitness side, whether that's on a nutrition side, think about what the week's coming is and plan for that for meals. Um, the yeah. hardest thing I'm finding is getting that routine and about the snacks the kids are eating. And I'm really concentrating on coming up with new, healthier snack ideas because I don't want them eating eight Kit Kats a day each um and I think for me yeah. that's the most important part it's the snacks dinner times tend to be relatively healthy if you stick up the processed stuff so cook them yeah. fresh and let's get some healthy snacks for the kids like you say nuts there's oats there's so much we can do even homemade spring rolls yeah perfect that's amazing Ian I really appreciate you coming on to to the show today Thank so you for inviting me. that's all right so so for the people listening, how can they connect with you? What's your web address, your socials and all the rest of it? I've got my web address is dadsdeliciousdinners.co.uk. You can find me on Instagram at dadsdeliciousdinners, Facebook at dadsdeliciousdinners. And if you want the what I think is the funny me, you can find me on Twitter at dads underscore dinners. Perfect, Ian. All right, I'll definitely check you out. I've not checked you out on Twitter but um, I'll check you out. But I really appreciate your time today. I really appreciate the the information and advice that you've shared with the listeners. Um, please, you know, during these crazy times, stay safe, stay active, and um, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. 
indeed. And same to you. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. <laughs>